0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Menza podcast. Mensa is an app that's available for your iOS and Android devices where you can have 20-minute focused conversations about various topics like arts, travel, technology, personal finance, etc. In these podcasts, we stitch some of these conversations together for your convenience. All right. So, uh, thank you so much, Shivani Arisuddin uh, Twameka. Please do correct me if I'm pronouncing it wrong.
1: No, you... You pronounced it absolutely correct. It's Tuameka.
0: Thank you. I would like to propose a structure for this conversation since it's definitely one of a conversation which may cannot end in 20 minutes. Let's try to explore three things. One is our personal relationship with uh, porn and pornography. Uh, Second is our viewpoint around uh, pornography at a scale. Like what kind of impact it can have on the society. Should it be like, do you... Do you feel more comfortable individually but feel against it on a societal level? Something like that. So, first is your personal relationship. Second is how do you see porn at the societal level? Uh, The third is what are your like a very direct and very uh, crisp sort of question that what are your complaints and expectations from porn? Do you miss anything uh, or do you think? Uh, it should not exist at all or something like that. So let's structure it into these three things and let's do a round of sharing on the first part about your personal relationship with pornography
2: So I'm happy to start. Should I, Manohar? Or would you... No, think? please go on. Please go on. Sure. Um, so I think for me, it was interesting because uh, I grew up in a house where uh, I had an older brother and I also had a lot of cousins, cousin brothers who were in and out of the house, you know, very often. I had building friends... Uh, You know, where they had sisters and, you know, they were the brothers and whatever. Uh, So I think very early on in my life, there was this exchange of pornography uh, that I knew was happening between a lot of male members in my life, uh, between friends, between brothers. Uh, I think even like my dad and his cousins used to have it. And this was, of course, back in the day when uh, there was no Internet porn. It was probably on CDs and, you know, maybe even on like hard drives. Uh, This is like pre-Limewire days, uh, right? So I think uh, very early on, I I had a sense of what it was. uh, And my association to it uh, at a young age was more like, oh, these are like explicit, you know, scenes in Bollywood or Hollywood movies that my parents tell me not to watch. And this is basically what it is in an extended version. Uh, So I don't think I ever had like a, a repulsive reaction to it because to me, it was an extension of something that, was fairly commonplace, uh, and I got to maybe experience it secondhand uh, in a not traumatic way at all, right? So I do think that because of those reasons, I have not grown up with uh, any negative perception of it in like a disgust kind of way, uh, which I know other people in my life have shared, you know, that perspective sometimes. Um, And also, I think in my family, nobody hid that they watched porn. Again, this sounds kind of odd, I'm sure. But, you know, as I was growing up, um, there were jokes about how my cousins used to be carriers of, you know, like my dad's porn once they were like adults as well. And before passing it on to someone else, they would also watch it. And everyone in my family would joke about this. So, yeah, I think that was why I grew up with fairly normalized pornography experience. I don't know what that means, but yeah.
0: Brilliant. Thank you so much, Shivani, for sharing that. It's it's really unique rather than odd. And I, I, I personally feel that I wish more spaces and more families could have some conversation like that. Thank you so much for sharing.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, um, well, my uh, pornography, watching pornography started with uh, getting DVDs, which my friends who would be boys in high school would, you know, get it for me. And since then, I have understood one thing on a lighter note, I would say that pornography serves human, uh, human or humanity in a big way. Now, why do I say this? I say this because I, I live in a country like India, wherein I feel that even today, you know, practicing sex just for the sake of pleasure is a social taboo. And that's the reason uh, masturbation plays a very, very important role. And what could be the best tool other than watching pornography? So I always felt that, you know, it serves humanity in a big way. And not only that, in case of complicated relationships, also pornography plays a very important role because, you know, you can get relaxed just by watching pornography and not harming anybody. So, I have watched porns. I have always looked at the positive sides of it and I always feel that, you know, pornography is actually helping humanity in a big way.
0: Brilliant. Thank you so much, Lamika, for sharing that. And I also uh, feel that it sets the conversation in the right direction rather than starting from a very uh, negative space. Thank you for highlighting those aspects. Harishuddin, what are your thoughts?
3: So, my experience somewhat like uh, what Shivani said. Uh, you know, there was no restriction, as such, but it, it's not very open as well, being in small town, first of all. You know, it's more out of curiosity that what's there once you get out of your school and those growing up years, like, you know, you cross 14 years of age and then you, uh, you start wondering about several things. So you get all sorts of questions, and more than questions, your curiosity and your hormones. So all those things together, I think it's hard to put finger on any one thing. Uh, but being in a small town, again, it was more of a hush-hush affair. Hush or even though there was no such restriction that, you know, you don't read it or you don't watch it. But again, this was much before we had access to internet. So it was all kind of magazines or... Uh, even TV was kind of limited so it was more of literature which I think was a good beginning because it was less visual and more of uh, good fiction uh, you know whatever was available in terms of literature and at the same time there was also very uh, I I don't know if you can call it cheap literature but yeah uh, that was also there but again you make a choice uh you know, what really uh, kind of excites you, uh, what you really want to read. And then came kind of CDs, pirated CDs. Uh, and even before CDs, you know, I, I don't know if people do remember Christian days there used to be, I think Thursday or Friday night. Uh, that was something you, you used to wait, but again, there was hardly anything. It was. I, I won't even call it porn, it was more of a certificate movies. Uh, but then came internet and which was kind of, you know, open forum. Okay. Uh, not, not internet. Even before that, you get pirated CDs, uh, and some video cassettes if you get access to that. But gradually uh, yeah. these things, um, kind of, you know, started opening up and I think it's a good thing. Uh, Because, first of all, you you are curious and before you do something which you should not be doing or should not be proud of, if you can get access to things and experiences of people, uh, that's always better in my view.
0: Absolutely. I I would like to uh, just hear it again, what you mentioned about Friday and Thursday, some broadcast on Doordarshan. What was it?
3: So, once in a week, Doordarshan used to have, have an adult movie. Either a okay. version of English movie, dubbed version of English movie or some regional movie. I think Tamil movies or something.
0: Right, right. And Thursday like 10.30pm, 11pm of sorts.
3: Yeah, one of those days.
2: That was also and fashion there used to be TV, one. which I know people. Yeah, know
3: fashion TV came much later. I'm talking about, you know, pre-90s era. yeah <laughs> So I mentioned that. Way. Yeah, yeah. I
0: think I can relate more with fashion TV during my teens, and that's why I was curious about the Doozashin bit. Uh, I think you guys have covered broadly how we discovered porn and how it contributed. There was a small, uh, there's, there's a small bit I would like to add, uh, which I think was relevant to small towns in particular. That is cyber cafes. Uh, when we were transitioning from public internet to uh, private internet at homes, uh, I remember that most of our teens. It was about uh, going to cyber cafes and accessing porn through those internets. And there was they were thoughtfully designed uh, to be like cubicles so that it gives you enough privacy because a lot of cyber cafes did know that people are consuming porn. So, I mean, you imagine that uh, a vertical is so influential that you have to design the cyber cafe with that kind of intention. Otherwise, for any general documentation or... Browsing purposes, you don't necessarily need those kind of big cubicles with privacy. So anyways, I think that's, that's a great beginning to the conversation. The further part is, uh, you know, at a societal level, what is the perception about porn and what kind of an impact it can have? Does it? So legally in India, accessing porn is not illegal, but distributing porn is illegal. You cannot distribute porn. You can watch it, uh, in the comforts of your home, in your privacy, but you cannot distribute porn. So uh, there is a clear understanding that, okay, if you want to do it privately, it's fine. But at a societal level, it's kind of problematic. So what do you think about, uh, like Tvameka already mentioned that she believes that it serves humanity in a big way. But what do you guys think of uh, the positive or uh, sort of positive or negative effects on a society at large, which pornography can have?
2: So I think maybe a couple of things, right? And I think Ari Sudan uh, touched upon it a little bit, that when you're reading uh, anything explicit, it's always called erotica. And when you're watching something, it's called pornography. And I think it also creates that very distinct um, divide in people's minds. So where are Fifty Shades of Grey being read on a public... Like We've seen so many people read it on a subway, on a train, on a flight... Right. And you don't bat an eyelid. Right. I mean, OK, you might look at them funny because you know what's in the book. But like other than that, it's not socially disapproved uh, to read Fifty Shades of Grey in public and even parents like my mom knew I read it. Right. But at the same time, if she knew I watched porn or if there was any discussion of that, she would definitely flip out. So there was an interesting, uh, I think, difference. And and like Arisun said, there was some way of easing people into um you know that kind of explicit content where i do feel like books were um better because they didn't show you anything it was somewhere you know contained to what you could imagine um and so it was maybe pleasurable but not um you know giving you any sort of false benchmarks or false expectations or you know teaching you something that maybe is not real and i think that has been probably the biggest challenge at a social level and even at personal levels, right, for a lot of people, like I know for a lot of women, uh, it, it has been difficult. And now much more recently, people have started making, you know, more feminine oriented pleasure porn. But for a very long time, what you saw was like the male perspective, right? And what we all grew up believing relatedly was that that is how sex happens, that you pleasure a man. And when the man is done, then sex is done. Right. And now there's much more conversation. So I think pornography has also evolved a a little bit, not entirely, but to match, I think, the mindsets and the conversations of people that are consuming it, right? You see a lot more representation of uh, non-binary people, you know, in pornography, much more available now than maybe people had access to before. Uh, I think the challenge at a social level growing up, uh, not right now, because I think i I'm a free thinking person now. So what I consume and what I take away from it, what I avoid on the internet uh, is all, you know, up to me. But at a younger age, when you don't have conversations around sex, uh, and like sexual health and pleasure with people, uh, it becomes very transactional, it becomes very orgasm oriented. You know, you as a man, I think you associate and compare to the size that you see and, like, the, I don't know, stamina and what kind of, like, benchmarks get set for people. And that kind of plays into your real life, right? On the other hand, on a positive side, I do think it's very educational for a lot of people now um, where you can learn about it in a less stressful way. Uh, and also you, I think, have the space, as uh, Twamika was saying, about personal pleasure, right, which is definitely great for many reasons. So, yeah, mixed, mixed.
0: Thank you so much. I think before we go ahead, just a moment to invite uh, all the people who are listening. There are 17 people listening to this conversation. You can uh, use the comments feature and ask certain questions which you would like uh, this panel or this group to sort of address or share their experiences about. You can use the comments. I am getting a lot of ideas while listening to Shivani and other people about potential circles. So, let me just remind you that if you are curious after this circle about having your own discussion, then you can create circles uh, from the home screen and use the invite button to invite some of the panelists here or other people that that you would like to invite. I think, uh, for me, it's going to be a probable series of conversations. Uh, Not just today, 20 minutes will not do justice to that. Uh, So, yeah, just wanted to plug in there. And uh, Tromika, you have unmuted.
1: Yes. So while I agree with uh, Shivani completely, I would just say that, you know, for a novice, it could be an education platform wherein you know, he can actually go and hit a six, sixer at the time of uh, actually practicing. But let me tell you, it might have, it might also lead into accidental hazards. If you start thinking too much and if you get addicted to pornography, So, you know, till the time you do it for pleasure, you watch it for pleasure, it's fine. But it should be up to a level wherein you do not get addicted because it might have hazards to the extent wherein a man might end up in erectile dysfunction and a woman might not be satisfied at all. Then other than this, I feel that this industry should be a little bit more regulated. Wherein, you know, child pornography, animal pornography, pornography within uh, members in relation. That is also something which has been shown and that might lead into perversion later. So that is also something which can be avoided and can be looked into. The last point, which I would want to say is many a times, which Shivani had also mentioned many a times, you know, we uh, people tend to get uh, develop a sense of inferiority complex looking at the uh, featured organs, and they might feel that they will not be able to satisfy their partners. So these are the things which might create challenges. But then at the end of the day, as Neha Dupia once pointed out, that, you know, in Bollywood, either it's sex that sells or it's Shah that sells. Pornography is something which actually serves mankind. That's it for me.
0: Thank you so much for elegantly articulating such complex points. I think it's important that we have more inquiry and more exploration on these various dimensions rather than having a very black and white argument about whether it is really good or bad. I would really emphasize from my personal experience the need for regulation. Uh, There is a beautiful Instagram page which is called Trafficking Hub. It's, It's a campaign started by some journalists who were campaigning against Pornhub's leniency towards child pornography and uh, abuse in the porn space. A lot of people, for revenge porn, for example, uh, is posted and Pornhub refuses, very consciously refuses to moderate that kind of content. And Trafficking Hub was able to mobilize uh, public to the extent that the founders of Pornhub were uh, made to uh, sit before the Parliament of Canada because it's a company registered in Canada. And and they had to ask answer really tough questions. So yes, there is need for regulation and there is need for more conversation. We hope this circle also plays some role in that direction. Arushi, then please go ahead.
3: Uh, thanks, Manavad. So very well point by the and before that was Shivani also. But you know the point of conversion. So in my view, it's 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 kind of a journey, and so basically it starts with maybe curiosity, as I said earlier. Um, and it's not something new. I was just reading one of the autobiographies of Rai Bachchan from 1920s, his time in 1920s, when his friend was getting married, and they got hold of something called Kokshastra, which was a version of kind of erotica or pornography in terms, in, in form of a magazine back then. And, you know, he writes in his book that okay, he was wondering why women are treated as an object, who can actually understand them? Can this book explain everything? Because the guy was just about to get married and he was curious. But that was a different question. So that I think is the first step of that evolution. The second step is more about uh, pleasuring yourself or orgasm or enjoying yourself, whatever we call it. And then, you know, from there it can take one or two or many ways. Like one of them could be the perversion side of it. Uh, Animal sex or child sex or everything that is bad about it and everything that is good about it. That could be another thing. Uh, you know, which can have an impact on society. Like there are so many new things opening up nowadays, which was not so much in the public domain earlier. Uh, For example, we have BDSM. So, you know, some people know how to enjoy that, some people don't. And uh, it could be disgusting for some, it could be uh, something to explore for some of the people. And again, there are obvious accidents. I think there is a term which is more like Harry Potter things, which is called, I think, penis captivus or something of that sort. Uh, again, sort of an accident that people do run into when they do experiment without knowing everything about it. So, you know, some sort of regulation there, some sort of uh, broader education there. And uh, obviously, government is losing a lot of revenue because a lot of it is illegal. So if these things can be made legal and more regularized, I think that that would be something nicer.
0: Yeah, I think there is a strong business aspect to this whole industry as well, which is to be uh, discussed. I, I don't mean uh, that it, it's a, it's an opportunistic attitude to just cash upon sex, but I think there can be uh, n- new kind of expressions, new kind of possibilities that uh, that turn visible if it is regulated as a business and if, if the environment is made conducive to flourish as a business. Because in the absence of it, uh, just like it works in any market, there is a lot of black market. There is a lot of uh, illegal stuff which is done, which which puts a lot of people at risk. If you are uh, able to regulate it consciously, it it gives a space, uh, safe space for a lot of people to express themselves and uh, do new things, which some people might agree, some people may not agree. Uh, and and on that note i would like to uh, use the last four minutes of the conversation to hear from you guys uh what are your desires and complaints De- by desires i mean if if let's hypothetically imagine that you were part of this industry okay uh, if you were into the pawn industry hypothetically uh, what kind of quick changes or long-term changes you would like to bring into the industry uh, as as a consumer you are get let's turn the tables and become a producer so what would you do if you have the power in your hand
2: Uh, Since we've been following this, I'll probably go first and try to keep it short. Uh, I think a couple of things that people have done well, but has not scaled, right, is in a lot of places now, I think they're trying to show that the people that are in porn movies and porn films are not just porn stars, right? They are people outside of that. And so they give you a chance to watch like an interview or read a little bit about these people as like regular people, I think, which also normalizes the fact that not all of them are you know, of a certain body type. Um, And coming to the second point, I think body type is something that is nice to see variety in, you know, skin color is nice to see a variety in. Um, Because otherwise, again, you have what you think is pleasurable is what you start to think is attractive. And then that kind of plays into your real life interactions as well, I think, uh, somewhere. I think the third thing, of course, we've talked a lot about is regulation. I think there has to be a way to filter out things that are illegal and things that should not be there in a way to shut down and report or just take some action when you come across something that is really untasteful and illegal like child porn where there is no context that it should be allowed in. Um I think the other thing I would probably do is want to create some sort of filtering system. So, you know, kind of like uh, you have profiles and like targeted ads for a lot of other things like we could have more personalized porn recommendations. Oh. Okay. Uh, So if I were the producer, I would just say
1: one thing that, you know, I would want to uh, try to bring in a little bit of intelligence, content, which would have intelligence, which would would also attract sapiosexuals. So this is what I feel I should bring in rather than typically having those Sarita Bhavis in the ponds, which is shown.
3: (laughs) And I, to- I totally agree with that point, you know, that kind of quality and Indian content yeah. is still nowhere good. Uh, you know, it's a shame we being a country of Khajuraho, uh, we really
0: need to do better. For many years, I have been uh, studying, enjoying, exploring pornography as a medium. Uh, besides my work in cinema and filmmaking, I have, uh, been, I have been privileged to understand a variety of things about the art of image making how characters are there, what do symbols mean and other things uh, and that has given me uh, an advantage to analyze and investigate porn uh, in, in a way that it uh, you can understand why the medium is so powerful and at the same time why it deserves a change. Uh, a lot of times the perspectives that come are from very consumer uh, consumer of porn perspective but I try to look it from a maker of porn perspective. And that's why I thought, uh, if I wish to make it someday, and uh, if I wish that uh, this narrative should change, I should keep having these kind of conversations with other people where I understand what other people are thinking, uh, so that it doesn't become just my bubble or my belief system, but I'm able to incorporate other people's expectations and tastes. Uh, there is a huge variety of content already. But I think, all of us would agree that majority of porn that is available has challenges, has, uh, has problems that need to be addressed. And this is the objective of that circle to understand from others what are the problems that they see. Welcome, Harsh. Uh, you can unmute yourself by the blue button and uh, you can share what would you like to change about the medium of pawn, And uh, what would you like to do, uh, like to be seen differently? Uh, like I can share from my end and that might uh, motivate you guys to uh, come this side and share. I think what you will share will also help me understand my biases and uh, get a new perspective. So for me, majority of the times, it's uh, it's uh, the, the mainstream pawns problem for me is mainly uh, the unreal expectations that are set. So having it very real, very... Uh, close to what actually happens, how people actually behave uh, in real life would be the biggest change I would like to see uh, in the current landscape of porn. Uh, I I know the landscape and the spectrum is so huge, so huge that never one person can probably watch all kinds of it, wouldn't like to watch all kinds of it and effectively cannot change all of it. So that's why I think it's important to hear from others, other people. Uh, From my side, making it real and... Not letting it set wrong expectations is a key thing. And uh, Shruti has joined me. So Shruti, please.
4: Hey Manohar, very interesting topic. Thanks for bringing it up. Uh, I disagree with you. Why Why would you want to change that? People watch porn because it's it has an element of fantasy in it. And uh, what is real is anyways happening in real life, right? So the reason why you're going on to something is... Uh, for that sense of elevation, for that sense of fantasy, etc. And I think it's perfectly okay if people are thinking that what is happening in movies should happen in real life. That is that is um, a problem in their mind. Like, you know, then would you say that that Bollywood, if Ajay Devgan has one foot on one car and the other foot on the other car, that's setting unrealistic expectations. We all know it's exaggerated. We all know it's entertainment. When you watch porn, you should. uh, That's my perspective that it is entertainment and it has a sense of fantasy, and that's fine.
0: Shruti, I love people like you because, particularly, you begin the sentence with I disagree, and I always love people who begin uh, that way. Uh, In fact, I rather agree with you uh, that it it should be that way. But when I say it should be real, I just mean that when you show a particular relationship, suppose uh, the relationship depicted in the film is of a neighbor or is Mm. of a teacher. Now, there are relationship complexities and uh, challenges which they face, right? What happens is in every film, uh, nobody is behaving in that character. People are basically behaving like a porn actor or a pawn star is supposed to behave. So, even if the premise keeps changing, you don't get to experience the fantasy that you and I are talking about in its right. true spirit and true character. So, I say right. I'm saying absolutely... Give space to the suppressed emotions of the society. Uh, let fantasies uh, grow there. But le- let, let's let not disturb the character of that fantasy in a way that every woman in the porn film uh, appears very accessible. Uh, and it feels like sex is the only thing that will convert them or that's the only thing they were looking for. They might have confusions. Uh, they might have challenges. They might have desire. So that exploration of desire and fantasy, according to me, is very... Poorly done, but I nowhere mean to say that fantasy and desire should not find a place in porn. Yeah.
4: Okay. Uh, I have lots to add to that, but Anand has come in, so we'll let him speak. I just yeah. have to add yeah. what, what I would like to change. The thing that I would like to change uh, in uh, is yeah, the safety and security uh, from a viewer perspective. Right now, when you enter a porn site, you only have to just click on a stupid button that says I am above 18. I wish there were more processes and systems in place. So that people who are underage do you not know, get access, whether it would mean I have no idea. Yeah. How would you uh, encounter that, but possibly face recognition or I don't know, enter your Aadhaar card number and it checks <laughs> your age <laughs> before it lets you in. But yeah, the safety, the safety perspective is what I would like to change. I don't know <laughs> how, but that is definitely a concern for me.
0: Oh, Imagine RSS is buying all that data and then then doing what with <laughs> it, 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 it. So,
5: please anu. Yeah, I think um, you know every form of art entertainment has uh, a limited role in a society. Uh, I think loading too many objectives onto it uh, is unfair, right So for example um, if if the idea is about uh, awareness uh, and, and and education pornography is not the place for it right i mean that's not the starting point um, so in, in in that sense one um, I, I agree with most points that uh, shruti was make, uh, making here uh, which is that uh, you um, you don't um, see movies of any kind with the intention of I mean, it, it, it 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 makes it aspirational uh, all that is fine but i think there is uh, a fair bit of realization in a mature mind that there is a difference between what's being depicted in a movie of any kind and in real life. I mean, of course, there are movies which depict real life as well. And so are there, uh, you know, uh, uh, different kinds or different grades of pornography which would cover uh, all kinds of uh, stuff from realism to to fan- uh, to absolute fantasy, right? Uh, so, So that's the first point. The second is that, so then the question is, what is it that you need to control, right? What you need to control is uh, obviously there are certain spaces which uh, which 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 are anyway controlled by law, uh, and and so every action has to be taken uh, as far as that is concerned. Say for example child pornography, uh, and maybe there are other extreme forms which which are banned as well, uh, which is one. The other is 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 to see how is it that uh, you know the access. Uh, is controlled um, I, I do i do believe that there are countries where you you, you need to provide uh, you know evidence of of your age uh, before uh, you are allowed to access um, in india i don't think there is anything uh, we do not even have a system whereby we can we can do that i'm, I'm sure at some point in time uh, some of those restrictions come but um, that's the reality of the internet in general right i mean it's 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 so powerful simply because um, it can be used in a million ways, and can be misused in as many as many ways. So, so, so my my view is that uh, the in uh, the uh, we have to realize one that it is an industry um, that, that industry works within um, multiple restrictions, and 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 so uh, it's it's not a high paying industry. I mean, and now you on top of it, you're thinking that you know it needs to be regulated by. Uh, a B C D things, uh, which is about you know show realism, and then you know next time we will say that you know um, smoking is injurious to health. So if you show somebody uh, having sex of a certain kind, and then you say that no no this is this is not how it's supposed to be, it's just fantasy. None of that is is is, is realistic to my mind.
0: I'm I'm so happy to meet both of you because I largely agree with what you're saying. Uh, I, I'll just again make a case that the the uh, the place where realism probably has a role to play is. Uh, just make the storyline more engaging and make the experience more rich. Uh, but I think the industry point that you made, Anand, completely fair. I think we shouldn't burden them. But at the same time, some studies suggest that about 40% or 35% of people uh, rely on porn as, uh, as a source of sex ed. Because otherwise, they don't have those kind of resources available. <laughs> so, even if ideally porn should not become too.
5: I yeah. agree with that, Manohar. That's exactly my point right so because people watch pornography is no reason why pornography should be made to do sex education that's not their job right if just because we failed in the act of uh, you know, getting uh, uh, younger audiences to have sex education the right way, and so they are g- g- gathering this information from pornography. Now, pornography will do that job as well. I mean, at some point in time, every education should happen in that fashion, in that sense, right? Because we are not able to teach them. So, if if, if mm. kids are going to government school and not not able to count, tomorrow you'll say, okay, that needs to be handled by the next movie that is being made. <laughs> can't be done realistically. Then we have to realize the the objective of art. Right, it's like saying, "Oh, um, you know, uh, I look at Picasso's art and I can't make sense of it." Okay, now, now Picasso should paint it differently so that people can make sense of it. It <laughs> Doesn't work. Art is art, and it has to be seen as art. Right. Also, right.
4: Manohar, what makes you what makes you say that it's not engaging? It is extremely. <laughs> engaging.
5: So I'm not. Uh, I, I'm, I'm just saying <laughs>
0: it's it's uh, <clears throat> it can be a richer.
4: <laughs> okay, Hi, so that, I'll try to the gather. Engagement is <laughs> uh, yours is different, yeah, for I find it very <laughs> engaging. What are you saying?
5: Now, if now, okay. now somebody told, somebody showed relationship in the way it is supposed to be about a teacher and a student, you will say, no, this is like unethical, right? Why is this correct? <laughs> Right. This is, no, this I'm is just not saying... in line with our culture. None of these arguments work to <laughs> I me. Mean, we can, we so, can load all these objectives, but the reality is that there is only so much of limited purpose that each of these forms can do. Um, let them do that. And it, it is if if we are not able to uh, restrict people ac- accessing the right kind of content or uh, younger audiences accessing the wrong content, those are issues that need to be solved at a different level. Again, that that load cannot be on them. That's that's the only the limited point I'm making, right? I mean, you can get all kinds of information. Like, for example, vaccination, right? If I go and search the internet, I can get all kinds of misinformation, right? If I go in with five symptoms that I have, you know, I've got headache, um, I'm, I'm I'm puking, I, I put five of them, it will start showing me all kinds of stuff from cancer down. That's misinformation of some kind or the other, right? So, that you do, we don't say that, you know, that, that should be uh, restrained because... All of those possibilities exist. That's all it says. So, to that extent, as with everything else on the internet, the the way to regulate is not to regulate that content, but to see how, how, uh, you know, there are other means that are possible to make sure that the wrong people are not getting access to the wrong content.
0: Yeah. So, let me reframe my perspective. Let me say that uh, if I answer this question, what would I change? I would like to add a couple of more genres into that landscape. Uh, the current genres that exist, which perceive fantasy in a particular way, uh, which has a particular approach, mm-hmm. they should remain. Some Many of them should remain. I mean, there are other problems in terms of uh, ethics, ethical porn, feminist porn and other things. That, that's se- definitely a subset of this conversation. But my case is there should be more genres of pornography where the grade of realism is slightly different, which uh, has which also has room for it. Yeah. So, but okay. So that's part one of it. Now, part two is the the feminist part. The feminist part of it. Often, uh, we must have heard the term called male gaze, where majority of porn is made only for men, uh, and that focuses only on male pleasure. So, uh, I often feel that it's not only women who sense it, but as males also, you can sense that okay, this probably this porn is not suitable to me. So, I just wanted to know. What are your thoughts on changing the narrative of porn films to make it more uh, equal on the gender spectrum? Um,
4: I'll respond to point two later. But uh, to respond to point one, Manohar, and uh, I, this is not a technical definition, but I've noticed that when you're talking about uh, those genres which have you know a deeper narrative and the kind of stuff that you're talking about, It is not called porn anymore. I've seen a lot of forwards in WhatsApp groups between friends where they say it is called because it's a little arty or because it it has more beauty and sensuality instead of hardcore sex. It will be referred to as erotica. So what I've come to realize is that in popular culture these days, there's a strong difference between porn and erotica. Porn is uh, brutal, possibly ruthless and what it is right now. And if there's an element of aesthetic to it, and if it is, if it has other beautiful aspects to it, it's called erotica. That's the response to your first question.
5: No, you wanted you to make it, uh, one, respond to the second one, right? I had some um, poor network, so I, d- I don't know if I understood the full question. But what I uh, what uh, I gather from what Swati was saying is one, um, the the choice of what one views is uh, is a self-selection, right? So he's saying that okay, I will watch a certain kind of stuff versus there. Yeah. So that's the first part of it. Saying that is there um, stuff that uh, that is created with men as the target audience, and is there, uh, uh, you know, c- content that is made with women as or uh, the audience? Um, and 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 I'm not sure about it, but my sense is that the ratio of uh, you know viewership uh, is also quite different, and and I think the supply side is just a reflection of the demand side. So that's the first part. The second part, which is about the entire objectification. Point right, which is saying that okay, we are showing women in uh, uh, as as just an object in this entire story. Um, That yeah, I guess there is there is a problem with it, but that's not limited to pornography. That is that is uh, uh, that is reflective of almost everything that we see on on uh, in in different kinds of movies as well. So, but that's that's an area of concern, right? I mean, does that? I don't know if there is research which says that you know that is. The reason why people, um, or perhaps does it, does it lead to more violence uh, in general in society, um, especially against women? I, I don't know if there's any research to that, but that's in general. If you ask me, that that perhaps is a concern.
0: Yeah, Shruti, second point.
4: Yeah. Uh, see, I don't know. I don't have a specific answer, and I, I have not read any research. Okay, but I can speak from my perspective um Manohar why do you say that the uh, current uh, porn that is existing uh, caters to males only i know a lot of female uh, friends and so do i we watch porn and we don't feel any sense of uh, you know that this is objectifying women and oh ye hum abhi nari mukti morcha karenge and in- inequality hai, etc and i call myself a feminist and i'm a proud one but i don't see any problem in that it is as i said i look at it as entertainment I don't genuinely see any problem in it. If if there are some genres and if there are storylines that come that have that, absolutely, uh, it will be welcomed. But there's nothing wrong with what is happening right now. As Anand said, it is a complete reflection of what is happening in the society and uh, supply is because of demand and it's fine.
0: Okay, okay. So, I think w- what I specifically mean when I uh, say the equality part is uh, the character's behavior uh, is depicted in a way where uh, the male's preferences and w- what you see is often uh, just from the point of view of the male, right? So I, I believe you, Shruti, when you say that you uh, you yourself don't sense that. But what I mean is very mainstream, like these couple of studios that produce uh, the most amount of porn, the kind of uh, depictions they have, it's it's very much tuned towards even the camera uh, or the way it is designed, it's entirely focused on male. There are smaller studios which are producing feminist porn, and which are producing content which has uh, which has better representation of the woman's uh, perspective. Uh, gradually, they are increasing, but I'm saying the mainstream ones still focus on the male's pleasure. And I wish I had better vocabulary to pinpoint it further. No, but, but what I, I, get I mean you, is.
4: Manuha. I get yeah. you and sorry to cut you, but that's exactly what the difference is in cinema as well, right? There's commercial cinema and there's what we call unfortunately as parallel mm-hmm. cinema, what we used to. So it's hmm. the same. It will evolve, yeah? This is an evolving industry. It's um it's completely representative of the culture that's uh, the cultural fabric, especially of that country where it is being produced. And it'll evolve. As as social culture evolves, so will the industry and the narratives will.
0: Makes sense. So those were the large two broad things. The third one is uh if if I have to just ask you uh I mean, it's illegal to produce porn in India, and what we see is majority from the European and American countries. Then, would you like to see India uh, occupying some space there on that landscape, and how? Yeah, the
5: problem with India is that we have we have laws that we can't administer, right? So, and then I think we've got more laws than most other countries would have in terms of the sheer number of laws it's just that we have no mechanism to administer them we have no mechanism to make that happen so uh, half the time when we put restrictions they have no um, it, it just is a way in which then people have to do it in clandestine ways my view on 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 most of these restrictions and, and my views on marijuana is the same uh, is that some of these things are better done um, you know by regulation rather than uh, you know uh, prohibition um, the evidences um, i mean i don't know if how much more evidence do we need before we say that uh, you know oh, one is better and same with prostitution and we we've, we've seen the way these things are gone so this is all uh, not going a rational way but you know taking this uh, unnecessarily high moral ground without having any ability to make that happen so uh, i'm i'm strictly against many of these things being uh, restricted uh, uh, it, it needs to be regulated rather than being banned
4: yeah, Manohar, uh, I don't have beautiful words like Anand and I don't have a technical or, a, or an answer that sounds as intellectual. Anand is so lovely. Such You've put your thoughts so in such a lovely manner. But yes, Manohar, I would welcome it. Art art needs to find place everywhere and then art is subjective.
5: Very different um, um, circle this one, Manohar. Thanks for bringing it up, Shruti. Thanks for joining in. It turned out to be a pretty uh, nice discussion.
0: Yeah, I mean, where were you guys? I have always found people where I'm defending porn and they're completely banning it. For the first time, I have found people who are saying nothing is wrong with it. And there is we need to accommodate it better. So thank you so much for all your views. I think I'll refer to the recording once again, and probably create a follow up circle or something in coming days. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Menza podcast. We will see you guys in the next episode. And definitely don't forget to check out the Mensa app, which is available for iOS and Android devices, where you can have 20 minute focused conversations about various topics and be part of a healthy, ever-growing community of creators, listeners and learners.